not everyone, was enamoured with the 20th Bond movie, Die Another Day, with some exclaiming, too much bad CGI, an invisible car. Even so, it still has so much going for it. Pierce Brosnan's its leading man after all, and his leading ladies just happen to be Halle Berry and Rosamund Pike. I'm Stephen Archibald, and welcome to my movie podcast. you a warm welcome to They Came From Within Cult Movie Reviews Live to Fight Another Day Die Another Day 2002 2002 was a big year for James Bond It marked the 40th anniversary of the MI6 agent's first appearance on the silver screen If you watch the film closely you will see that there are nods towards the previous 19 Bond flicks, including a recreation of that glorious scene in which Ursula Andress's Honey Rider emerges from the sea. In the very first movie, Dr. No. At the start of this movie, 007 is captured by the North Koreans whilst carrying out a secret mission. He's imprisoned and tortured, and only released 14 months later, as part of a prisoner exchange. If things weren't bad enough, Bond finds himself being suspected of betraying his country while he was in captivity. Suspended from active duty by his boss M, James sets out to clear his name by finding out who betrayed him. It's an investigation which will lead him to the enigmatic billionaire, Gustav Graves. But what links this new arrival on the social scene to the North Koreans and to a powerful satellite called Icarus? Seeing as the Bond franchise was celebrating a rather special anniversary in 2002, Die Another Day received a significant premiere. It was selected for the 56th Royal Film Performance which took place at the Royal Albert Hall on the 18th of November that year. What's interesting is that every official Bond actor was present, bar one. The main man himself, Sean Connery, who was away working on the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, which proved to be Sean's final screen performance. After considering the stunning English actress, Saffron Burrows, and the Hollywood star Salma Hayek, not to mention the pop singer Sophie Ellis-Bexter, the role of Jacinta Johnson went to the luminously beautiful Halle Berry. Jacinta, whose nickname Jinx, is the national security agent who gets to work alongside Bond against Graves. Halle's feisty performance led to MGM seriously considering 
a spin-off movie. They had even gotten as far as hiring Stephen Frears as director and were closing in on having future Bond villain Javier Bardem play Jinx's lover. However, after being announced in December 2002, the project was cancelled in October 2003. This is likely due to the fact that similar projects such as Lara Croft, Tomb Raider, The Cradle of Life and Charlie's Angels Full Throttle had underperformed at the box office. Making Bond films has always carried a certain amount of risk for the actors and Halle was no exception. She had to undergo a half hour operation after debris had lodged in her eye following a stunt featuring a smoke grenade. Further still, whilst filming her love scene with Pierce Brosnan, poor Halle nearly choked on a fig. Pierce himself came to her rescue and even performed the Heimlich manoeuvre. Poor Pierce also received an injury at some stage. Damaging his knee led to a ceasing filming for a week. On a far more positive note, Miss Berry got to leave the set for a couple of days in order to attend the Oscars, where she picked up the Best Actress Oscar for her stunning performance in Monster's Ball. Halley's glorious exit from the sea in Die Another Day was actually filmed in Cadiz on a very cold day. You'd never have guessed it, but that's the magic of cinema for you. It's said that Olivia Williams turned down the role of Miranda Frost, Gustav Graves' publicist, who's actually an MI6 agent, one that turns out to be Bond's betrayer, a beautiful 22-year-old called Rosamund Pike, was cast in the role just five days before shooting began. Rosamund had never appeared in a movie before. The first scene she was filmed in was opposite the great Judy Dench's M. Naturally, this was something which overwhelmed the young actress. Even so, she was great in the role, proving quite seductive as a treacherous secret agent. The hyper-intelligent Miss Pike got to leave filming for one day to attend her English Literature graduation ceremony at Oxford University. Funnily enough, Olivia Williams also graduated in English Literature, but at Cambridge University. Rosamund has gone on to appear in such fine films as The Libertine, the 2005 version of Pride and Prejudice with Judi Dench, and Education with Olivia Williams, Gone Girl, and I Care A Lot. Die Another Day is the first Bond film in which the recording artist chosen to perform the theme tune also makes a cameo appearance. Madonna pops up in the film as Verity, a fencing master. Unfortunately, she's not very good in the part, 
surprisingly, coming across as rather bland. The theme tunes, another thing altogether. It's something which has split movie fans completely down the middle. For how else is it possible that a song which can be nominated for a Golden Globe can also win a Razzie Award for Worst Original Song? By the way, Madonna also picked up the Razzie Award for Worst Supporting Actress. As for the theme song itself, I'm on the side of those who eagerly support it. I think it's quite bold, quite innovative. This movie's villain, Gustav Graves, was played by the Guy Pearce lookalike, Toby Stevens. When top 10 lists of bomb baddies get drawn up, he rarely registers. However, I think he does rather well here, convincingly coming across as both bitter and arrogant. Toby's the son of outstanding actors. His father's the late Sir Robert Stevens, who I adore in The Private Life of Sherlock Holmes. And his mother is Dame Maggie Smith, best known around the world as Violet Crawley, the Dowager Countess of Grantham in Downton Abbey. The New Zealander Lee Tamahori was chosen to direct Die Another Day. His breakthrough movie was the hard-hitting Once Were Warriors from 1994. This movie was filmed in various countries, including Iceland, Spain and Hawaii. The principal photography was carried out between January and July 2002. Die Another Day went on general release in the UK on the 20th of November 2002. It went out in the States two days later on the 39th anniversary of President Kennedy's death. JFK was a fan of Ian Fleming's novels. It made $431.9 million on a budget of $142 million. Die Another Day is an oddball movie in that it has two distinctive halves. The first half is a gritty, realistic adventure. The latter is pure fantasy, a la The Spy Who Loved Me. When I saw this film at the cinema, this dichotomy annoyed me. I don't mind it so much now though. Maybe I've just mellowed with age. Pierce Brosnan got to leave the franchise, surrounded by much beauty and style. I'm Stephen Archibald, and thank you very much for listening to my podcast. They came from within cult movie reviews. All of my episodes are available from most podcast outlets. Look after yourself and goodbye. Mm-hmm.